0: Episode two of the Phase Zero podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Davis, joined today by my amazing co-host, Jamie Jurak. Hello. And we have Jim Viscardi. He's doing a little Let's bit go. talk about <laughs> WandaVision. What a day. What a day. Episode three of WandaVision is here. Episode two of Phase Zero is right now. We have a special guest on the show. We will... Uh, We will have the surprise for you in just a minute. I just have to introduce the show quickly. I first of all wanted to say thank you to everybody who watched us on Twitch, who listened to us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on iHeartRadio. The first episode of Phase Zero was a huge success. I genuinely. Can't thank you all enough for downloading it and sending the nice messages and screenshots of your your phones, listening to it, and all of that. Uh, That means the world, and I genuinely hope this thing can blow up and we can do some really awesome stuff. We have really awesome plans. I mean, next week, we already have next week's guest booked, and I will tell you who it is at the end of the show. Uh, And this week, what we're doing is we're talking about some of the biggest Marvel news, some Simutliu comments, uh, some delays that might be happening, and uh, WandaVision Episode 3 in full spoilers. We'll save that for the back of the show. So to start the show, I I just want to jump into some of the news here. Uh, Simu Liu made some headlines this week, and I think it was pretty cool why he made headlines. He did an interview with Toronto Life, and he was asked, can Shang-Chi or Shang-Chi take on the Hulk and other Marvel characters? And Simu Liu said, yes, absolutely. He thinks Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi, we'll figure out how to pronounce it. Kevin Feige says it one way, then he says it another. Uh he thinks he could take on Black Widow, the Hulk, Iron Man, and all the other Marvel characters. So uh first of all, Jim, you 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 might have the most Marvel knowledge of all of us. Okay. What what are your thoughts on this? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <The> answer, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Why?
1: Uh I mean look, he this is this is a character who has spent so much time focused on his art and and the, the powers that, that he has I believe are focused enough that would I mean would, would he win? I don't know maybe not would he put up a fight absolutely
0: I just I, I, I don't know I uh I feel like Hulk might be able to smash like literally
1: but that's the thing but like he like Shanti chi would get out I mean, of the way.
0: Yeah that's around it. Hulk slow. So listen, I thought this was a cool conversation. I, I saw this headline. I thought it was a fun conversation. And I thought we should bring in a special guest to talk about this, somebody who would know Shang-Chi better than any of us, right? The, the person who co-created Shang-Chi. This is uh, a legend of the comics world, Eisner Award Hall of Famer. He appeared in Avengers Endgame. He's the co-creator of Thanos, Drax the Destroyer, Gamora, and Shang-Chi. Today's surprise guest on Phase Zero is Mr. Jim Starlin.
1: Woo! Surprise!
0: Woo! <laughs> Jim, thank you so much for joining us on Phase Zero, first of all. a pleasure. Okay, so I, I have to jump right in, though. I have to get your opinion on this. So Simu Liu says Shang-Chi can take on pretty much the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe or the Marvel Comics Universe. Who do you, who do you think wins those fights? Do, you, th- do you, think he, you think Shang-Chi might be able to take on the Hulk?
2: This is a conditional answer. Um... There is the Shang Chi that Steve Englehart and I, did, and uh, I, as I understand it, in which I only learned about it recently, uh, he has additional powers now, which is he duplicate himself. Uh, if this duplication is endless, well, he could take on anybody. Um, on his own, he'd have to be very lucky to take on the Hulk. He could stay out of his reach. Does have. Uh, Pressure points and nerve endings. Um, Shang-Chi might have to get a rock to hit one of those uh, pressure points enough to uh, get an effect. But um, he's basically a creature, uh, a basic human, just big and green and all, all powerful. So Shang-Chi would have a shot at it. Uh, if he was being able to break into infinite copies of himself, well, that yeah. sounds like he could take on the world.
0: So, uh, I think that's fair. I guess
2: it's It's going to come down to what the, the people and decide to do about him. Uh, they have a lot of choices with Shang-Chi that, and that's how I pronounce it, Shang, um, <laughs> that uh, they have a lot of possibilities with him that uh, I think are really kind of interesting with the departure of the Captain America, Chris Evans character, uh, the Marvel Universe. Is without a moral center. He was always acting as that part. Uh, Shang-Chi, on the other hand, even he is assassin to start off with, um, moral character, at least the way Inglehart and I curated, worked with him, and I think uh, most writers after that. So uh, he may be, uh, in some ways, Captain America's replacement in the Marvel game.
0: That would I, I, he could be that moral compass that, that just comes in and relentlessly wants to fight for good, and I think that the MCU is going to need that. So that's an interesting point. What do you think? What what parts of of the Shang Chi character, as as you pronounce it, uh, sound off in the comments. Let us know on Twitter how you want to pronounce Shang Chi. Are we doing <laughs> it? Are we doing it right? Shang Chi's
2: uh, pronunciation is Shang. I'm not
0: sure. It, yeah. it might be. Uh, but so, what do you think are the most important things about this character? Uh, as somebody who has you know, lived with the character, who helped create the character, to make sure that they, they, those, these are the essential elements of Shang-Chi that have to be in the film for the character to be done correctly?
2: Uh, to transition from uh, basically assassin to uh, hero and um, a dominable will and um, a sort of religious uh, discipline Basically, I think those are the uh, three elements that make Shang-Chi more than the other character, uh, you know, he's, he's basically focused on uh, the moment and what has to be done and that focus allows him to go on without being stopped, make it very hard to stop him at least.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, I think Simuliu Yu is going to do a fantastic job. Uh, he's also, I mean, there are some awesome moments. It sounds like you've really kept up with the character through the years. Uh, uh, really.
2: Don't really get the cool comics moment. anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fair. But he's hes had some awesome, like he's used pin Particles to become gigantic. You know, he's had Tony Stark design armor for him. Uh, and just he's had so many interactions. Like he's worked with Black Widow, he's worked with Daredevil, or to hunt the Punisher, stuff like that. Who are some characters you think uh, are, are the best for interactions with the, with that character?
2: Uh, in the version that Engelhart and I worked with, I would have thought Black Widow and Captain America, more of the earthy characters, uh, would have been more natural fit for uh, you know collaboration. Um, Uh, He's got an Iron Man outfit now? Okay. There was a time.
0: Uh, There was a time he had some some bonus.
2: That seems (laughs) like it's taking it a little bit too far out of the character. But, you know, it's it's been years since I worked. So it's everybody else's uh, plaything these days. But I think I would have kept him uh, down to a more centered view. And I'd be curious to see where uh, they take him in the Marvel Universe. Cinematic Universe. Speaking of,
3: uh, you made a cameo uh, in Endgame. Is there any chance we might see you in Shang-Chi?
2: No, not with the COVID. <laughs> uh, they, the COVID and the fires in Australia, and they couldn't get back into Australia. Uh, I don't oh. think uh, it was ever considered. Uh, I'd love to do another cameo, but you're not going to see me in uh, Shang-Chi, I'm afraid. In that so.
3: one. That's a bummer. That makes sense. Have you met anyone involved with the movie, uh, C- uh, Simu or the director?
2: Oh, we were, I was supposed to meet with a director back in San Diego before last, uh, but we never connected up. There was a mix up in the scheduling. So, no, so I'm, I'm coming in dark just like everybody else on this. Oh, show. wow. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you you've you've worked a lot in the cosmic side of Marvel Comics and that has really proved to be some of the most interesting stuff in comic history now in films and television. What do you think it is like I mean I, and what drew you back to to the cosmic side of it all and why is that the most fun part of the sandbox?
2: Well, I uh, went for the cosmic because doing cosmic you don't have to horses or cars <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> It was laziness on my part. I stick with it because uh, once you get off Earth, you can uh, write whatever story you want. You just have to adapt it in such a way that it doesn't come off preachy. That's why I, I, I tend to do stories that are not set on Earth because you're too restricted. What the reality is of everyday life. Like in Star Trek, uh, early Star Treks, they uh, showed us that they could do stories about uh, discrimination other way matters and do it in such a way that didn't seem like they were pounding you on the head with it or you know uh, screaming at you from a pulpit so uh, i've always enjoyed just getting away and making my own world
0: because it's more fun and it gives you more freedom do you think uh you think they would be wise to use thanos some more
2: i think they are they made a T- a truck of money off him, and I—I uh, <laughs> I believe I've heard some rumors that he's coming back in different things. uh The first, uh, I think I've heard confirmed from Marvel Studio, he's going to be in uh, at least a guest appearance inside the Eternals. So uh, he's going to be around.
0: That would make sense. I, I mean, I, Eternals. I read this
2: myself. This is not anything I'm. Mean yeah. This is something
0: <laughs> sure I've
2: read somewhere. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean that would make sense. Eternals is going to span thousands of years and and it's going to look at the MCU history. So he would uh it would make sense. I also I want to ask this is kind of this is a big change of topic for us on phase 0. Uh but you've you've drawn dark side with yes. with DC which is so like I mean clearly you've drawn all the best characters. Uh but Darkseid is about to make a, make a big screen or a big screen and a small screen debut with Zack Snyder's justice league. And we've got looks at like the very young version of Darkseid. I'm curious as an artist, what are the, what, what are you, the key elements you think of the Darkseid's appearance that have to be used to, to that have to appear to make sh- sure that you're doing this character, right?
2: I think his face has to look like made of rock. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> that's what curve did right from the start. Um, the mass, the size, the power. Um, with Darkseid, uh, he doesn't move much. And I think the, keeping the movement down to a minimum would be important with that character. Um, power and uh, limited uh, ability um, yeah. by choice. Those are the things that I think be visually most interesting about him.
1: Jim, you brought up Darkside's mask, and it's a thing that I've I've never had the opportunity to really ask someone until you really brought it up. But but functionally, what what is that mask for?
2: Darkside's mask.
1: Yeah, <laughs> is it is it just like a is it something like? Look, it looks awesome, it looks cool, but like has, is that something that someone's ever brought up? Like you know. Isn't a mask. Why? I thought it was his face. Well, it's I mean he's got the the, the, he's the got head, a, he's got his I his head gear. His
2: face. Oh okay. I think he's got a real uh dermatological problem there.
0: <laughs> fair. A Doctor Doom complex.
2: <laughs> a little bit yeah, but he likes to show it off.
0: Yeah. yeah fair. that's fair. That's fair. Well well, Jim, thank you so much for joining us on Fazier. This was uh, that you're our first live guest we've ever had, uh, and you're Listen, you're a, a, an idol of mine because, as you see, uh, you signed this for me at San Diego Comic-Con back when there – at the last time there was a San Diego Comic-Con, the Infinity Gauntlet story, uh, listen, and your work has really
2: – Gauntlet behind you, though?
0: Yeah, listen, so you ca- if you want to come pick it up, I'm here in Nashville. <laughs> if you want to come <laughs> grab it.
2: Okay, I'll come by next week sometime.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I carried this thing, this full-size Infinity Gauntlet, onto a plane – from LA to Nashville. And I sat with it in my hand the entire flight, like two weeks after Endgame came out. And everybody on the plane was looking at me like, this guy's going to kill us. Like
2: <laughs> They wouldn't let you on with a fork, but they let you on with
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: okay. Um, I'll have to remember which airline that is and fly from now on. Right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Mr. Starlin. Genuinely, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. This was awesome. And uh, I hope we get to catch up with you again soon.
2: All right. You take care and take care out there.
0: Thanks, Jim. Thank you. Bye. That was awesome. He's, he's awesome. an awesome guy. I mean, that's, I think that's the third time I've ever interviewed him and he is just an awesome guy and you can tell he knows and loves this stuff and that's, mm-hmm. that's the best. Yeah.
1: He's got some of the, the, the driest wit that I think is what, like just draws me to him and makes him so endearing because he's, you know, he's someone who has, has no joke, Done some of the biggest stuff in Marvel history, and for him to just like be so incredibly humble about it, and just you know uh, is is just it's fun to see. It's just you know you never know what to expect sometimes with with some folks, and Jim's one of the best. When he's stopped- be
3: hard, uh, to, it must be hard to give up a character that you created and give up creative control. And he, and he just seemed so um, open to what was happening. And I thought that yep. was really cool. I think if I created somebody, I, I'd have trouble seeing somebody <laughs> else
0: take it over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like when he, he signed this infinity gauntlet comic for me at comic con and he made a joke. He's like, you want me to, to face this for you? Like, this is actually a good condition book. You want me to ruin it? I was like, yes, yeah. yeah. Ruin all over it. Write your name everywhere.
1: Look, here's here's the thing I will say. If 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 there are folks out there who have have loved his work doing superheroes and whatnot, you definitely need to go check out Dreadstar. Uh, Dreadstar is his creator owned um, uh, his creator owned work, and he's uh, he's he has been teasing uh, new stuff coming out, and and it's gonna be it's gonna be phenomenal. It's everything. Dreadstar is everything that you have loved about his work for higher stuff, a bit unchained and and like too to the max, and so uh, if you're a big Jim Starlin fan, definitely go check out Dreadstar.
0: Yeah, and I do want to shout out from the comment section, Wesley is complimenting Jamie's background. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I have
3: something to say about this later and related to WandaVision.
0: Uh, Here we go. (laughs) Okay, well, let's, before we get to WandaVision, we do have a couple more news topics we want to talk about. Top of the list, Black Widow keeps falling further. I hate this. It looks like Black Widow is going to be delayed. They don't want to drop her in theaters or on Disney Plus. If you want Black Widow to drop on Disney Plus, you have to skip to 152.50 in Endgame. No, that's stop. It. I it stop I had to bring it back. I had to bring it back. Listen, Rude. I have to hide the pain because it hurts. I just want to see this movie. I, 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 it's, it seems inevitable. And this is, that's not a Thanos pun. It seems inevitable that Black Widow is going to be delayed again.
1: Jamie, you want to go first? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's so exhausting at this point.
1: <laughs> that's the best it's, word for it. Yeah,
3: it's it sucks. I mean, it, uh, it, it's it's one of those things where it's like at this point, yes, just put it on Disney Plus. But I I really don't think that's going to happen either. I,
0: I don't. I, think they're do
1: that. I don't know how they. I don't know how they avoid it at this point. Mm-hmm. Like I, like honestly, without it further moving the rest of their schedule there's got to be an end date that they are are looking at and saying, look, if we can't get it into theaters by date X, we, we have to bite the bullet and go. And, you know, it, that sucks. But at the same time, it's like, it is, it is potentially holding up other stuff. And so, you know, I'm sure they've been able to make a lot of, of changes kind of on the fly for certain things, but I mean, they've got to get it out.
0: I mean, here's the thing. We all thought Black Widow had to come out before the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And even if that's true, they're showing us they don't care. And I, I do think like, maybe something will happen in Falcon and Winter Soldier that should have been revealed after Black Widow for maximum experience. But I don't, I don't know if that's true. All I know, I think Black Widow, for the most part, can come out almost anywhere. Like you don't necessarily have to delay Shang-Chi and Eternals and Strange 2. The only thing I know is that there's a what if episode that connects to Black Widow and that and Black Widow has to come before that. So that gives us plenty of time to move Black Widow, but not move the rest of the slate. So yeah, it's true. And
1: and they could, if there is, you know, whatever it may have been the end tag of, uh of Black Widow, I'm sure they can put somewhere else uh, as well, maybe. Uh, but, you know, I mean, there have been some other end tags that have had nothing to do with, you know, the, the movie that it was attached to. So, um, so, you know, I, I, to me that feels like one of the other things too, because for a long time that tag has, has led to something else down the future. And so if that tag is not something immediately down the future, then okay, fine. But if it is, then you're like, well, okay. You know, when does it go?
0: I'm at the point now I know there are people out there who say Black Widow deserves the theatrical release, the premiere, and all that stuff. And I agree with that. But mm-hmm. I'm, on, I'm on the train, I'm on board the train of releasing on Disney Plus and in theaters at the same time. I will honestly, I'll go buy out a theater if I can, and then I'll pay again to watch it on Disney Plus. Like, I, I, I'm going to watch this movie more than once. I will pay $29.99, $39.99 to watch it at home if that's, if that's the only option. So it's going to be a long time before we get a billion dollar movie anyway. Box office is going to be hurt by some percentage for the foreseeable future by all this regardless. So uh, it just seems like, come on, just just drop the movie already. Yeah,
3: it would be nice to see it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, and that's the thing, too. Like, OK, so here's the here's the big question. Do we get one more trailer before the movie before they, the movie comes out? <sighs>
0: You, have to. you know, I don't need it. I mean, you have to. <laughs> they have to do something to promote the movie again. Like, there's, there's right. no it's way true. to promote the movie without a new trailer. And they're going to have to find some piece in there to get a buzz. I mean, they, but they're good at what they do. So, I,
1: I mean, look, I, I feel like I've seen a lot of the movie already. so.
0: Yes, I would have to agree with you, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Everybody let us know at the hashtag phase zero and in the comments, uh, Where how do you want to see Black Widow release? Are you down for the dual release on Disney Plus and, uh, and in theaters, or do you want to just wait as long as it takes? I don't want to wait any longer, but... Everybody has their opinion, so we're interested to hear yours. And uh, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, make sure you leave a five-star review, subscribe, all that stuff. This is my plug to subscribe on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Music, subscribe, follow our Twitch channel, because we're live every Friday at noon Eastern time. Uh, And one more piece of news before we get into WandaVision. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder starts filming this week. So that's cool. Set photos started to pop up. You saw maybe some Gore the God Butcher Insight. Uh, I don't want to get too spoilery there, in case it's wrong or we shouldn't talk about it. Uh, but also, it's just not, like an Ant Man three starts filming soon. Michael Douglas said he's growing the goatee back, and he said twenty twenty two. So it looks like I mean, set photos hopefully start popping up. I don't know. We haven't had too many set photos in the pandemic world of it all. But uh, I don't know. What do you What do you think? Excited for these movies to get started?
3: Oh, I can't and wait it. for the new Thor. I mean. Yeah every aspect about that (laughs) give give it to me now
1: and see the ant-man franchise is low-key one of my favorite ones so i'm like i'm i'm very excited for for more ant-man stuff
3: i hope the new one has a lot more michelle pfeiffer that's my that's oh it
1: it it almost has to at at this Mm -hmm. point like i like i just to me i love how much of an ensemble that that like franchise has really started to to grow into. And so that's I think one of the reasons why I'm more excited for uh for Ant-Man.
0: I have to agree with you. actually I don't know. I think Thor 4 is going to be pretty pretty wild. But Kang the Conqueror and Ant Man, that's huge. Uh we are gonna hopefully just please don't delay Spider-Man three. Just <laughs> let me have Spider-Man three this year before the whole movie leaks online. <laughs> That's all. That's all I'm asking. Don't delay Spider-Man 3. But uh, we got to take a quick break for our podcast sake and let you hear from other awesome people about awesome stuff. And we'll be right back in one second. And we're back because we're live and this is the live show. Uh, so now we're going to talk about WandaVision Episode 3. This is full spoilers ahead. If you have not yet watched WandaVision, go watch WandaVision. Come right spoiler back. Spoiler warning. Spoiler. There spoiler. There's
1: the
3: We got it.
0: We got it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is your spoiler alert. From here on out, WandaVision episode three, full spoilers are eligible to be talked about in the comments, in the show, and everywhere in between. Oh, I'm joined now by my co-host, Nova. You can't see her, but you might hear her. <laughs> she is sitting right here next to me. Uh, okay, WandaVision episode three, let's go around the horn. Uh, Jamie, what did you think of this episode?
3: Oh, love, loved it. I'm a big Brady Bunch fan. Um, and so just the little nods to Brady Bunch, ooh, I soak that up. Uh, and <laughs> uh, and obviously uh, Wanda's my favorite and to see her get a little scary is, ooh, uh, I can't wait to to see where that goes because she she got scary there at the end. Um uh, and when she tossed tossed Monica out. And uh, uh it was it definitely I think you tweeted this, Brandon, but definitely the best
0: of the three so far. I definitely think it was my favorite of the three. Jim, what'd you think?
1: Look, I have been I have been saying all along, because we've been able to see it, uh this third episode is definitely going to be the one that if you have been on the fence, you are you are you will fall in love with this show after watching episode three. Because episode three does so much to it, it. It to me feels like the perfect episode to show someone new about like how crazy this show can be. Also, while showing its place in the MCU and showing that there is a a bigger problem or bigger thing at at play here. And so, for me to you, know, I, I think this episode plays plays up the humor really well it plays up the um the the incredibly tense moments uh even better than the first two uh and then and then it it feels more like a marvel it's it more in the marvel universe than 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 anything else yet so episode three to me is the is the high watermark of these first three i guess it's episode three
0: uh, it's it's certainly my favorite so far. It's uh, it was it's very interesting because I thought it was very entertaining, just like the first two were. But I am certainly most excited and engaged in those moments where the facade that is being created by Wanda or whoever starts to break. And I think that's probably true of most people who watch the show. I think the people who were frustrated with the first two episodes, uh, that is what's going to keep them interested. And I think yeah. that's that I think after this episode, after that ending, we really have to hit the gas now. I think now is the point where we're pulling the curtain back a little by little still, but a little bit more each episode, and you're going to start to see what's going on. So I want to start this with kind of a prediction from each of us, and I'm going last. Uh, but <laughs> at towards the end of the episode, Agnes and Herbert were talking to Vision, and they're asking about Monica, or Geraldine, but as we know her as Monica, and they said she came here because we're all and they never finished the sentence, and we were all sitting there saying, "Finish the sentence! Just finish the sentence, please." They didn't finish the sentence. Full J.J. Abrams lost mode. Keep us hanging, coming back for more. What do you think was the end of that sentence? She came here because we're all Jamie. Oh, I, uh,
3: I, I mean, track you... seems like the obvious <laughs> answer. Yeah.
1: Um,
3: I don't. I, I can't. I can't think of what the other any other word it would be. Yeah. Um. But that it seems, but it was interesting that they are realizing it, and I wonder if it's the further they are from Wanda, the more aware of the reality they are, Uh, because there are obviously moments where, I mean, Agnes is definitely living the life of the housewife that she is, Mm -hmm. um, but in that moment, they definitely knew what was going on.
1: Well, I think the the interesting thing, though, is for a very for a long time, really up to this episode. I think this may blow up a lot of the theories that she's Agatha Harkness, right? Like, is she? But like, the question is: Is she playing along, or is she is she someone who has peaked beyond the veil? and and knows more of, of what is going on and has slowly started to tell the rest of the, the townspeople. But there's a very clear or what seems to be a very clear line between Herb and Agnes, right? And uh and the Dottie of it all. Uh in like like that character and um and, and what you know may inevitably be, become you know, whoever she really is and so so i think it's it's interesting i think that for me i mean obviously trapped is the is the like, the thing that dr- jumped into my head first um i also thought dead is that is that like these are all potentially people who wanda knows and and either has brought back to live in this world and ever and, feel- and like yeah, and so in the moment that, you know, in this episode in particular where Vision's like, whoa, something's definitely not right here. And Wanda just like, boop, snaps it back and, uh, and rewinds it. Like, I feel like those moments may have happened with the rest of the townspeople. Because you see it even in last week's episode where, like, the audience is that very small group of characters that we've already been introduced. There's, there were no randoms you know, or whatever. I mean, uh, to be fair, we did get introduced to two new characters with the doctor and his wife, but like, it seems to be a very small group. And so I think it may be people that been brought in and like that maybe they know about, uh, about Pietro. And so that's what makes the Geraldine comment and the Pietro stuff that, that gives up the ghost on who Geraldine is to Wanda because the rest of the, or the rest of the world knows kind of their place.
0: I like that. I like the comments like dead. Uh, I also, I think that there's a huge uh, probability that they are all dead in one way or another. Maybe they're all Sokovian. Maybe they're all from her Sokovian memories, but I have one more that I'm just going to throw out here. What if they're saying we're all being watched? Oh, Mm. what if, because I mean, they are all being watched. That's true. Uh, So, Huge chance that that is, in my opinion, it's either dead, trapped, or being watched. Actually, before the show even started, <laughs> I was talking to our producer Richard, and I said, "What do you think they said? Dead, trapped, or being watched?" Right? And he said, "It's got to be something like that." So it's funny; those are the three things. And you guys just we didn't we didn't rehearse this. Everybody in 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 West in Westview is sus, and I'm voting them all out. Uh, <laughs> now, I do want to say it was really cool. Like, I got giddy to hear them say Ultron and Pietro. And not just that, when the horns came in, like the Mm -hmm. the music shifted to like that almost Avengers horns, but the darker version of them. I thought that was awesome. And the way that Monica broke character in that moment was very cool. So I do think, do do you think we'll see Evan Peters or Aaron Taylor Johnson? I think
3: Aaron is more likely, Um, but I, I, I hope so.
0: Yeah. I, I definitely think we will see a Quicksilver. I don't know which Quicksilver because I know this is trying to set up the multiverse of it all. But I do think we're going to see something Quicksilver related in one way or another. Right? You have to. look,
1: look I, and, and even just going back to the Ultron mention, like I put out on, on Twitter last week, like I would love to see an Ultron cameo, but have it just be James Spader, like – you know, not looking like Ultron,
0: kind
3: of I thing. I would lose my <laughs> mind if you that is. know happens. it would I, be I,
0: amazing. He's going to be Robert California, and he's going to <laughs> talk to Sword Boss. He's just going to say, "I'll be a better boss," and they'll hand over sword. I yeah. love
3: meeting Jamie Spades, and Ultron is one of my favorite villains solely because he's voiced by James Spader.
0: Yeah, well, and I so mean, but look the the uh who just said that in the comments our comments are going so fast Alvis gardi James fader as vision's father that yeah. would be genius and I love that Ooh, I there think has that to be there has
1: to be an episode that that the and, and here's here's the other running theory that I'm buying into more and more that the two people that have uh the the male figure and the female figure that we have seen in the commercials, uh, I'm more and more buying into that those are Wanda's parents who we've never seen before. And so like I would love an episode that is basically like the parents come to visit because now there's grandbabies and James Spader uh, rolls in as Vision's daddy and then we meet Wanda's parents and hijinks Sue.
0: Yes. I'm more on the train of they are foster parents and Magneto is really her dad and he has been That's hiding parents. away this whole time. I, je- oh. I think that they can kind of retcon it and make it seem like a mutants have been hiding because they felt the need to hide all along and I think that that could be very interesting I that's kind of maybe just wishful thinking that's what I would like to see but uh we'll see we'll see what happens uh, Billy and Tommy are born they're here At, welcome to in, the world in about 20 minutes of pregnancy <laughs> that that must be quite an experience <laughs> <laughs> look as as
1: as someone who has a young child I, I Paul what Paul Bettany did with uh just like b- being the expectant father and like all of that stuff, like the, the scene where he is speed, you know, doing the speed test on how fast he can put on a diaper. Like that is something that I have done with my wife. She has, she has, you know, tracked how fast I could change a diaper. And we would try and beat that best thing. So like, I, I loved those, like, those are just those, like the human moments that, and just like the references that the MCU does so well, right? Like the Marvel universe is the, the world outside your window. This is these are how normal people act and do things, and and I love that it's it's portrayed in that way. And Paul Bettany just freaking killed it. Uh, uh, I'm
0: gonna be it. honest, can't relate, don't want to relate.
1: Look, A plus, plus dad Andy. joke. Look, A plus dad. Whoever wrote that episode, A plus dad joke. Like I can't uh-huh. wait to. Uh-huh. Uh, no, no, it was great with the papaya. This oh, is a kid
0: free zone, and we're keeping it. No, 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 no i will not understand what vision and wanda went through in this episode for the yeah. for as long as i can have it yeah. that way anyway <laughs> good but, but good on you for being a great dad Vistari. i loved it you're not wearing a red shirt today you're supposed to be red shirt no, guy that's true And uh, now i'm, I'm sure the comment, jamie,
1: jamie took the red shirt today
0: I, uh, now I you have to
1: wear a red shirt next I week
0: has Wanda and vision on it so <laughs> layla pointing out layla pointing out in the comments i am nova's dad Listen, that raising a dog is, a, is, is hard enough, okay? <laughs> so so that's enough. It is hard enough. <laughs> uh, okay, so I do, there's a couple of things I want to talk about just before we end the show. Uh, first of all, I wanted, there's, uh, if you've read the Vision comic, this, this Tom King, the Vision comic, there is a, a character in this called Victor Mantra. I think my theory on this is that Monica is playing essentially kind of a Victor Mantra role where in, the, in this comic, the Avengers send Victor Mancha in to monitor the Vision family because they think that the Visions can be a threat and can become villains. I think that Sword is kind of the Avengers in this situation, and they sent in Monica to monitor Wanda because they see her becoming a threat, and they want to get this information. And maybe they're watching from the outside, so that's how they picked her clothes to send her in. They know what era Wanda is projecting here, so they pick her outfit and all that Interesting. stuff. Interesting. So I think it's going to be something like that because that's what the MCU does. They pick these storylines. They switch the characters who do them. They Mandarin twist it all. And I think that that, that could be what's going on. I think that, Monica is observing for sword. I think that's pretty clear at this point. And she's going to end up playing that Victor Montreal and probably ultimately become friends with Wanda and an ally to Wanda in a similar way to what Victor ultimately does in being torn between serving the Avengers, ultimately being programmed to betray the Avengers. I think that is not a part of Monica, but I think that, that, yeah. So that's my theory. I
3: I also don't see her dying (laughs)
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, no, I don't see her dying. I definitely don't see no, her dying, before, and then being a zombie in Captain mm-hmm. Marvel two. Not going to happen. Yes.
1: Yeah, Mm-mm. no, absolutely.
0: Not. <laughs> so it's so, so that's going to be interesting because we think maybe all the characters are dead. Monica obviously not dead. How is right. this world coming to life? We'll see. And the next, my only, my last thing that I want to talk about uh, before I we hear about Jamie's experience talking to Deborah Jo Rupp is that I think this show could all be the first issue of House of M. I think that maybe you know somebody's going to have to get through to Wanda and tell her it's not real. Maybe that's Monica. Maybe that's somebody else. And at the end of the show, because I asked Kevin Feige, this is a TV show. Does it end on a cliffhanger like all TV shows do? We know it leads into Spider-Man 3, and it leads into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So I'm about to put the tinfoil hat on. Like these are de- I'm about to go deep cut details here. I think that this could end with Wanda essentially losing control of her powers Everything becomes this alternate reality. The cliffhanger is what happened to that reality. And that's how, so Black Widow is set before WandaVision. Shang-Chi, I believe Shang-Chi is going to be set during the blip. The Eternals is set before, maybe after, but definitely heavily before WandaVision. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier was originally supposed to come out before WandaVision. Loki is set before WandaVision. All of these things, what if it's an alternate, not happening real world? All of these things are not impacted by the outcome of WandaVision, the first thing that is guaranteed to be set after WandaVision is Spider-Man 3. Mm. And we know that's all sorts of crazy multiverse. And then it's all going to get set straight in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So I do think WandaVision is going to end with the alternate reality consuming all of reality and the multiverse being blown wide open. And if Tobey Maguire and Charlie Cox and all these people turn out to be in Spider-Man 3 and everybody else turns out to be in Doctor Strange 2, that's going to be why they're going to be different versions of themselves. Maybe not even the characters we know from like, maybe it isn't what we expect where they're reprising roles. So that is my theory. I, uh,
1: that's, a, that's a, that, that is a fat, that's a fascinating yeah. one. And, and honestly, that's a great
0: argument for it.
1: So, so I'm, uh, I'm okay with that and I'm here yeah. for it.
0: That, that So we'll see. I mean, we're going to make so many predictions and theories. That's the fun of phase zero. A lot of them are going to turn out to be wrong. We're only going to call back to the ones that turn out to be right. That's right. <laughs> So, yes. Um, Um, You
3: you have to let me uh, bring up the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. connection. Yes.
0: yes. Mm -hmm. Um, We have uh, a lot of S.H.I.E.L.D. fans watching this show right now. I know we have a lot of S.H.I.E.L.D. fans.
3: Uh, So, the uh, Hydra Soak soap. Um, during the greatest arc of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is why I alluded to this poster. This is actually a set piece from the framework uh, where uh, Hydra has the Triskelion. Um, and Coulson, uh, when he, he's, he doesn't know he's Colson, he's a teacher. And he suspects that Hydra is is brainwashing people with their soap. So he makes his own soap uh, in, in this alternate world. Um, and so the idea that, that they had a whole hydra soap uh, is hard not to uh, just assume that that was a, a reference to agents of shield it could have been a coincidence but i'm choosing to believe that it was a direct call to agents of shield look, when
1: Colston shows up in this show i'm gonna lose my freaking mind <laughs> don't even <laughs> tease me
0: look if, if there if, if everyone in westview is dead just melinda like may has already been on disney plus just in a different <laughs> franchise so she's already got it uh big not when already has that connection so maybe but but yeah. i mean daisy johnson when right that's what everybody come wants. on
3: everyone everyone wants chloe bennett to come back and play Daisy
0: johnson a secret invasion like what are we doing like, come on yeah we'll see we'll see i know everybody is that we have a lot of shield fans that want to see shield not- continue and be acknowledged. So yes. Uh okay. And before before we wrap up today, Jamie, you talked to Deborah Joe Rupp, who was in episode one. Tell me, tell us about that.
3: Oh, it was so great. Um, uh, We talked a little bit about um, uh, how it went. Um, You know, she talked about the differences between it um, with a regular sitcom set, because of course, um, she's known best for that 70s show. She was also on Friends. Um, And my favorite was that she she wasn't in the 70s episode. And I was kind of bummed because, you know, we all associate her with the 70s. But she made a good point. She said, if I was director, I wouldn't have put me in that episode because it would be distracting. Um, but she also said she hates wearing the 70s clothes she she loved wearing the, <laughs> the 50s stuff so um, so I, I I thought that was interesting it made me it made me change my mind that maybe it was good that she wasn't in the episode um, but Marvel wise she said that she she wasn't a fan she's um, she'd never or seen anything before but she got uh, into it for the show but she she said she doesn't want to watch Endgame uh, because she, <laughs> she says that she's gotten to an age where she just wants happy things and she doesn't want to see her favorites <laughs> die so she doesn't <laughs> want to watch Endgame but um, she did say she, unless she gets cut as actors she will come back we will see her oh, again cool. on the show
0: I, 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 you know me I'm full of theories I think that sh- they could be the George and Nora from the Vision comic that die in the house fire Oh I, think
3: oh, the, I got children again.
0: The neighbors who die because they have to they have to serve a role, right I mean I think that I think a lot of these characters are gonna play key roles in the future of WandaVision. And, and and ultimately when the story is all revealed, they'll all kind of play more important roles. So I'm giving everybody on phase zero homework right now. You have to read this the vision comic by next week's episode and I will tell you why. On next week's show, for the entirety of the show, we're going to talk all things Marvel and all things WandaVision episode four. We will be joined by the writer of the vision book, Tom King. Tom King is going to be here on phase i I'm super excited uh, to have Oh you yeah. Here. I didn't
3: do that, that's, <laughs> that's so exciting.
0: I think you were added to the group chat after I sent that message to the group chat. <laughs> Welcome to, to the phase Zero group chat, Jamie. Uh, <laughs> very excited to have Tom King on here read your the vision uh read the vision copy it's an awesome book too it's a really really awesome book i sat down i read it in one sitting it took me like two and a half hours i'm a slow reader to be honest maybe three hours uh but i i love the book it's dark we're going to talk about that it goes places that i don't think marvel studios and disney will go it's a heavy book it's an awesome book so i i highly encourage you to read that we reached out to ariana grande i did everybody everybody knows she's the number one dream guest for phase zero she politely declined for now, but we will for have now. a guest coming up. I do have a friend who is a bearer of one of the seven rings and she wants to come on the show. So our, our journey to Ariana is, is happening on phase 0 <laughs> We're going to have fun with it. We're going to have awesome guests. We're going to find ways for you in the comments to interact with some of our guests. Maybe we'll bring some of you on the show. Maybe we'll do kind of, video submissions where you can send a video, we'll tee up your question and we will answer it. And maybe we'll get questions for our our guests that way as well. Uh, And eventually maybe we'll bring some of you on live. I have really uh, ambitious ideas. Jim has to be like BD, calm down, calm down, reel it in sometimes. So (laughs) we're gonna have a lot of fun on phase zero. If you're listening to us, if you're watching us on Twitch live, which we record every Friday at noon Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific time, please subscribe to the comic book Twitch channel. And if you're listening to us, on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review. Spotify, make sure you subscribe. And when you send us screenshots, you send us your favorite parts of the episode on Twitter. I I read all of your mentions. I may not respond to everybody, but I do read all of them and it means a lot. I genuinely love that you all uh, are enjoying the show and you're sharing it and you're doing all that. It it genuinely, like, that is our best way to grow. And that is- Easiest way
1: to get a retweet from the Phase Zero uh, account? Send a screenshot. Oh, that's an easy it. retweet.
0: It. I so see my face, you. So. <laughs> yeah, and if you <laughs> listen, you t- if you take clips from this show, which is very easy to do on Twitch, I've been doing that. Uh, I'm, I'm still learning about Twitch. Uh, it, it's it's a super fun way to share our stuff. So uh, that's your homework. Read the Vision comic. We have Tom King next week. Huge thanks to Jim Starlin for joining us on the show live today. Jim, where can we find you?
1: Uh, I'm at Jim Viscardi wherever social things are.
0: Jamie, where can we find you?
3: At Jamie Cinematics on Twitter.
0: And you have an interview with Emma Caulfield coming up. So (laughs) I advise everybody to go follow Jamie. And you can find me at Brandon Davis BD and on the phase zero podcast, new episodes every Friday. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. I hope you had a good time. We'll see you next week. See ya.
3: Bye.